Welcome to the year 2021, and also issue number 12 of the Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm Andy, and with me are my co-hosts, Shane. Hello. And Rory. Hey. I didn't use adjectives, not because I necessarily like trying to stop doing that, but because I looked at my adjective list and realized I was maybe like doing repeats and I hadn't written down what I'd already done and... I don't know. Fuck it. Maybe maybe this new year we don't you do the adjectives, but uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> I do think. I mean, going through three title adjectives for every episode of our show or issue of our show. Mm, issue. Uh, <laughs> I think we were gonna. Get, I think we were gonna use them up sooner than later. Oh yeah, I'm sure I've already done it. Oh, well, did you write down on. all of them from the beginning? No, there, there's a there is a there is a <laughs> someone has compiled it. Uh, in a in a Google document that I have bookmarked <laughs> that has like a grid of like the the adjective on the left and the title on the top and like totals for how many times there it, yeah it's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, today's comics follow the Fantastic Four, Spider Man, and newcomer Captain Marvel. Newcomer to the podcast, welcome Captain Marvel, and they take us from May 1967 through March 1968. During this time, the 25th Amendment is added to the Constitution. There are way, way, way more mass protests against the Vietnam War, and Jimi Hendrix releases his debut album. Not to mention, it was the summer of love in San Francisco. Uh, and you know what that means. I Fucking. I, <laughs> like, they were fucking. They were going, they were getting down and dirty. Hey, are we yeah. allowed to talk about that lady who has a sculpture of Jimi Hendrix's, Jimi Hendrix's wang? Wait, is that I, real? Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm I'm getting a a text from the police. <laughs> the police says no. We're not allowed to talk about that. Turns out, turns out, new 2021 rule: we can't talk about pe- yeah. penis statues. <laughs> wait, but she was a groupie. Hang on, wait. I have to talk about this. Do you not know about this for real? No, I have for, no idea what you're I talking don't. about. Is it life size or is it huge? No. So it's this groupie <laughs> like who went giant. around and she slept with a bunch of like rock stars, and she would make like castings of their junk. She has like a museum. Oh my she has God. like 20 of them or something. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This just came in. This is from the front desk. This is breaking news. <laughs> she has 48 of them. Oh my God. <laughs> what? Collecting since 1968. When was the most recent one? I, I don't know. <laughs> I think you're... I don't know how she got her start at it, but you have to assume like once she was sort of established. Like 2019 Jonas brother. And she's like 70. Yes. Sorry, Rory. Oh, I was just saying, I bet at some point there becomes a sort of literal dick measuring that happens. Rock stars want the cock lady to have a you know, sweet replica of their rock. Oh, have you not met with dumb. the cock lady yet? Have you not met with... <laughs> Oh, you got to sit down for your for your session with her. <laughs> hey, uh, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, well, a tiny bit of Spider-Man, and Captain Marvel. Where do we start? I could start Spider-Man. No, let's start with Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah it's just the one issue. I, uh, there, I, I did, the reason this is in the list is that I did, uh, before we started the podcast, I did kind of a cursory Google of like the older Spider-Man stuff and sort of like what issues, what scattered moments are actually kind of cool. Like what's cool to check in on and... Uh, I'm pretty sure several places suggested Spider-Man 50 where we meet Kingpin and Spidey tries to quit being Spider-Man. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. We we've only we only skipped a few issues um, to get to this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in like six or seven issues, Spider-Man has a noticeable jump in writing and art quality that I, I'm starting to doubt the qual- the validity of this list we're using because... Uh, you had to. <laughs> this is like the first really good issue of Spider-Man, and it wasn't even on it. Well, 
okay, but I think the <laughs> list is being put together for the the it look, hey, it's not my fucking list, okay? I've started from a place we have no information. We have to trust internet wisdom. But B, Ugh. it's you know, it's 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 more of a historical value rather than a I, I can appreciate you know I mean? that, but still oh, like it's Confederate a, it's... statues. <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> Don't fucking do that to me. There's a there's a whole mutiny happening on this podcast right now, and I don't appreciate it. I'm I'm just surprised. I'm surprised the best issue of Spider Man we've read so far is one you manually added to our list. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that. I mean, you know, there's an argument to be made that like the early stuff is iconic, sure. But I really did enjoy this week. Um, It was good. It was so good, except for the gross sweater that he wore the whole time. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure they had any good fashion consultants. Uh, it's like a scribbly sweater. My notes, my, the only like, the biggest note I have is scribbly sweater. Take it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know this one. I, I guess it's not it's not that landmark really of a of a plot to have right where you're like, oh, the hero is questioning their own decision and thinks about quitting. Like that that of course has been done a bunch of times, but I don't know if it's really been done here at this point in Marvel. Well, I mean, Spider-Man has sort of has like had his semi quits and and Mm -hmm. this I consider among them because it's resolved within the issue. Yeah. Um, But he has doubts. And, you know, and I think there he makes some comparisons that have validity. You know, uh, you know, he talks about like Johnny Storm and uh, and Daredevil. I guess Daredevil is a little older, but, you know, he he went to law school and wasn't being Daredevil. These people have much better work life balances than he's been able to figure out. Uh huh. Yes. He has no, he has like, he's, he's school all day, this all night. He can't form relationships. He can't. Aunt May keeps and, and dying. He, and he's talking about, yeah, Aunt May is constantly having attacks, which, you know, I don't know what that means, but she's had another <laughs> attack this week and it makes him start feeling guilty. But yeah, he has a, he has a whole conversation with himself in his mind about like how he's basically putting all of his like personal and professional goals to the side so that he can make sure he's available to do Spider-Man stuff. And like, is that okay for him? And for a while in this episode, in this issue, he, uh, he says no. And he throws a suit in the trash and J Jonah Jameson has a party. (laughs) (laughs) And goes on, he goes on Johnny Carson. (laughs) I like that whole sequence. I like the sequence where they're all like, the writing is really good when he's on the talk shows and the the Mm -hmm. guys are sitting around the table, like smoking and talking on camera. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's really fun. Yeah. There's a lot of fun dialogue. Speaking of fun dialogue, this is my favorite part of the issue. When Peter goes and is finally like, cool, I can spend time with girls now. He has interactions with both Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane Watson. Gwen Stacy has also had a total revamp of her character, and she's a lot yes. more likable and interesting right now. She's likable. They, uh, Ramita's drawing her differently. I think this was Ramita. Yeah, she doesn't have those weird antenna. Well, there weren't antenna, yeah. but it was like, it, that's what it kind of looked like. Didn't she kind of have like kind of a Martian vibe? Like, a little bit. These... And her eyes were like really far apart. Like the, 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 yeah. the drawings that Ditko used to do of women were very freaky. And, uh, <laughs> and Kirby still kind of does it for Sue Storm but I think he's gotten better since the early issues. But yeah, it's like, I don't know. Whatever whatever their aesthetic they were doing, like going for attractive woman, was not working for me because of the placement of the eyes. It was very upsetting. Uh, and Gwen has gotten better. Um, but the thing that I love is that both Gwen and MJ, it's like a, it's like a nickname battle between yeah. each other. It's fucking insanity. The, the names that we get in this one conversation where Peter gives Gwen a ride on his little motorbike... He calls her Gwen, and she calls him Mr. P. They uh, And then the other nicknames are Classmate, Pretty Girl, Neighbor, Princess. I like the one, uh, and this one I thought worked really well for a couple reasons. Um, the, the language used describing and speaking to women has never been great in this era. Yeah. Uh, so there's a line where Peter calls her woman, and mm-hmm. I sort of took it at face value, and she just fires back with man, and I loved it. Yeah. Yes. And then I think somebody in our Discord was pointing out uh, before we'd gotten here, before we'd gotten to Mary Jane, that Mary Jane loves to call people dad. Yeah, the dad thing. <laughs> oh, daddy. Um, you know, she's like, hey, dad, and tiger and PDO and nice boy. The thing with Mary Jane that I wish that I wish they had done. I wish he had met Mary Jane really, really early in this story. And then we kind of get to the period where she's always canceling on him. 
Uh-huh. That would have a really nice like parallel to the way he's been kind of blowing off the chicks that are around him. Mm-hmm. If she, you know, if she's treating him, I, I would have liked that a lot more. That's As it true. is, he calls her like scatterbrained or flaky, and yeah, that may be true, but it it doesn't really ring true because they never met. So it also shows he has no self awareness about how he comes off. I know, I know, which is nice. <laughs> it's nice to see him not get it, but it's annoying to see to not believe the writers see it. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but yeah, like I would have, I would have loved to see a little jealousy and like, fuck this chick. She keeps blowing me off. And he, <laughs> he was blowing her off just as much as mm-hmm. at the, during the whole period of time where they kind of never met. Yeah. They could have done a little bit better writing around how they introduced Mary Jane, but I think we could have seen that coming from how it was in totally. from the beginning. Totally. I mean, I mean, plot wise, it's not terribly interesting. King- Kingpin has shown up. He's taking control of the mobs. Kingpin has shown up. This plot just never dies. Someone is always trying to consolidate the mobs. It's like the fourth time. <laughs> They've evolved a couple other main characters. I guess Flash has signed up for the army. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, and I guess, and he's writing Peter, like they have some sort of, you know, heart to heart, but I, I'm assuming before he, <laughs> yeah. before he goes off. They're nice pen pals. Yeah, crush the beef a little bit. Even though she's he's writing letters to Peter through Gwen Stacy, which also feels like a fun, weird love triangle. Where <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also tell Peter that like I miss him and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's, it's not it's not gay if you have a girl do it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's uh, he's having he's living with Harry, so he's also yeah, so yeah. squashed the beef with Harry. He's moved out from Aunt May's house. It's also part of his guilt is that he's like. I'm like starting a life, but I don't have any time. And so like I wasn't home when they called telling me about her attack. Yeah, he got he got a fun motorcycle. Now he's a cool motorcycle guy, uh, which <laughs> also hunk. feels very true. Like I know he's also Spider-Man, but remove the Spider-Man aspect for a second. And this is just a really boring guy who's added a motorcycle to his life to like <laughs> be more interesting. <laughs> oh, no. Is there a proprietary spider cycle? Is that was that ever oh. created? And I mean, it's bright like, red. It, I've never seen him ride it as Spider Man. Well, to be honest, and maybe this is a maybe this is you know a bad take. Well, not a bad take, but maybe I'm misinformed. I guess I should say, I don't think Marvel has ever been as horny as DC for vehicles. That seems right. Although the Fantastic yeah. Four have all their goofy buggies and the, stuff. Yes, the Fantastic Four being the exception, they've got a you know a whole bunch of weird flying machines. But like generally, the heroes like Iron Man is a vehicle yeah it's true. You're, you're right they usually fly or get around some other way yeah and like they've got a jet to kind of cover large distances and then from uh-huh. there they hop out yeah yeah exactly yeah. they don't need like the invisible car or the batmobile <laughs> or superman's or pecs teenage ninja turtle blimp or yeah. uh yeah so yeah, I, I liked that. I like that Peter issue. I think he 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 comes back together with himself when he sees a man getting attacked and like has this like oh this, this fucking reminds me of Uncle Ben. Oh, I remember why I was doing all this in the first place. It's because I can't I can't watch people getting hurt. I can't not do something when I when I can. It's like the whole thing that they always do in the movies, right? It's like yeah. when when I can and I don't, then it's my fault, right? And there was a fun there was a fun moment. Uh, you're totally right, and. But the annoying thing is like in real life, like we excuse it for the page because we want to see him suit up as Spider-Man and kick, kick bad guys butts. Mm-hmm. But what they don't really and nobody just walking down the street sees this many crimes, even in New York. Yeah. So that's the part that feels like a little bit unfair. They're saying he's got this tremendous burden, but it's like, does he? Because you shouldn't like I'm <laughs> I'm not ex- I don't expect I expect that there are whole weeks that go by between by reading that uh, he's not just jumping off and fighting crime. But apparently not. No, he's no. Uh, he's constantly Spider-Man. Then the cr- your crime is rampant. Well, New York in the Marvel Universe is an absolutely terrifying place to live. Yeah, because of there's all the supervillains. <laughs> <laughs> there are the supervillains. I'll give you that. But it, it, I mean, these are people from New York that, that are writing it. And yeah, until we get to the 70s in the deadly mafia wars, like New York is not that bad in the 60s, is my right. understanding. <laughs> I yeah. So I liked I liked the Spider-Man issue. Uh, then we maybe we should compliment sandwich Fantastic Four in the middle. Yeah. And end, end with Captain Marvel on a better note. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like yeah, Captain I like Marvel that. quite a bit. I did too. And Fantastic Four 
had a lot of it's it's a stinker man i'll say we do not have to talk about it very much if we don't have much to say <laughs> let me uh let me just check my notes on on uh, what i said about these issues i mean black bolt takes this takes the the stance of full attention the stance uh, of full attention, <laughs> which I guess is just like a, he spreads his arms wide or spreads his legs wide and stares off into the distance uh, for like a, a full minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, we get what it, what is what are we dealing with? So there's this negative zone. There's kind of there's kind of two plot lines, and one of them bleeds into Captain Marvel. So yeah, we open on one. Reed is trapped in the negative zone. Uh, did we skip an issue or did he fall yeah, in at the very end? Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, they have to sort of summon. Triton, who I guess because the negative zone is so much like an ocean, Triton is the guy, uh, is the guy for the job. And he, he says, correct, they he w- says, space, whether positive or negative, is like a vast, endless ocean. Like I don't think that's true, dog. I don't think we didn't know. You're like a fish man that that works. We didn't know yet, you guys. <laughs> we we thought that if you had gills, you can live in space. It's water rules, right? It wasn't until a, a, a year or two from now when we put man on the moon that we finally figured and out. They you gave can, it a you, shot. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, nope, 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 yeah. nope. Uh, Neil Armstrong, could you could you put those water wings away? There, it's really embarrassing now. Uh, we oh don't my need god. Uh, the, I'm so the, disappointed the, that I brought my flippers. <laughs> yeah, the flippers. You're not gonna need those flippers. You're not I thought we were gonna flippers. have fun on the moon. <laughs> this is like work. <laughs> oh, beach party moon bingo. <laughs> you mean I don't get to take those big floppy steps with my flippers? Fine, one small step for me. one small <laughs> step. One. <laughs> what? My whole speech is ruined. He's just he's scribbling out the piece of paper. <laughs> that's good comedy um yeah so triton rescues him then we get into oh blastar we gotta talk about blastar blastar that's right my homie blastar blastar is in in his adhesive tape suit oh my god (laughs) blastar is like actually i love his introduction uh we don't even see him these like reeds trapped in the negative zone it's actually kind of upsetting they like they don't like we we he thinks he's dead. Reed's like, goodbye, everybody. Like, don't come after me. I'm fucking dead. And Sue's like mourning him like he's gone. But uh these people drive by and we hear them talking. They're basically like, Man, this prisoner that we have really sucks. It sucks that we have him. Let's just fucking ditch him. We need to just never see him again. And that's how we meet Blastar. And yeah, I, I like him. I like his design. I like how extra he is. I don't know. I'm very all in on Blastar. What do you think? Blastar was fun. And he shows up. He's, he's, he follows them out through the dimensional portal, immediately links up with Sandman, and they just... Well, he uh, can script Sandman into his like, personal script honor Sandman. guard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you're a villain too? This works out great because I love crime. And they go start doing crime. <laughs> It's, I don't understand English, but I can tell by your tone of voice that you also love crime. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the smell of crime? And Blastar shoots shoots explosions from his hands, uh, from yeah, his fingertips. Yeah, that's his big deal. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Um. After after Blastar and Sandman hook up, there's a part where, Ooh. like, the police <laughs> the police are trying to apprehend them. Right. Like their first. Yes. Where where they just kind of they show up and they're like crowds. We're we're better than crowds. And the police have like a like a glue gun. They have right? a cement gun. They have a cement gun to to stop um to stop, stop Sandman. Sandman. And I just in my my head canon is that it's proprietary to paste pop Pete. And it's it's like <laughs> yeah, a, it's like a tech. trapster. It's a it's a trapster original that they yes. repurposed. Oh my god, I love that. But it it is also not. Uh, we learn. I don't know if it's in this issue or a later issue. We learn that uh, Reed Richards has been outfitting the New York City Police Department with some pretty upsetting death lasers. Yeah, they're fully <laughs> militarized. <laughs> it's kind of freaky. Uh, like it's a giant like gun turret that's a laser, and they're like, "Wow, thanks, for Reed Richards, for giving us normal cops a laser." <laughs> Fuck! I understand this is a world with supervillains, but Jesus Christ! And then you don't need turrets. <laughs> no, <laughs> this isn't a tower defense game. Yeah, but Blastar—it's actually—it's just—it's so funny. For as much as I enjoy Blastar, he's kind of like a big gorilla man with exploding hands, and 
he's just really extra and angry. He fights Thing for a little bit, and Thing points his it points points his hands at at Blastar's face, and he's like, "Oh no, <laughs> now, I, I'll blast myself if I blast now." The thing is a really great quote. Uh, it's just so classic 60s uh, where he says, just in case you lost your wristwatch or something, I'm going to show you what time it is. It's clobbering time. <laughs> but the end of this makes everything else suck because they <laughs> win against Blastar when Reed puts a hat on him. <laughs> yeah, they've got this magic hat that has no explanation. And then they even draw that part. Like if they're going to go deus ex machina, okay, um, I'm not there for it exactly, but like I accept it. Uh-huh. They drag it on so long, he, like, can't get the hat on Blastar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then, they, then they have to, like, end the comic, and so they have two panels of him actually putting the hat on, and then Ben just carrying him away. Yeah, and he's like, God damn it, I'm always carrying shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Blastar's fun. I'm really uh, excited to see if or when he comes back. Uh, you know, I mean, again, this this sort of part of the reading list is is more, like, uh, Marvel cosmic focused, and so you know, Blastar I know is a is a, a a definite character that's around even today. But the next issue we read uh, starts well, it kind of doesn't start. We jo- we join Immediate Res on a, a, an issue we skipped. Uh, Fantastic Four has destroyed an ancient Kree robot that was like here on Earth for thousands of years and accidentally like awoke or something, and they bust up this robot, and the Kree find out about it, and they're not happy. And they send Ronan the accuser who Well uh, before that they get they get visited in a dream. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, there's a whole That's issue right. before that. The yeah, the uh the Supreme what is his name? This uh, uh the Supreme Intelligence. The Supreme the Intelligence. Uh <laughs> um <laughs> visits them and tells them they're gonna be on trial. Uh they all wake up and uh we see that uh Johnny and Ben bunk together in the Fantastic Tower. Oh it, god, that part is like... so hot. And it was only for it was only for one day. It was like there's a whole part where Ben's like, "Oh man, I don't care if we get home late next time. I'm going to my own bed." <laughs> but that's even kind of funnier. It's like, "It's I'm too tired to go to my own bed. Can I stay with you, John?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I don't want I don't want people who didn't read the issue to get the wrong idea. When Rory says bunked, that implies bunk beds. There is okay, one Okay, they're fully bed. in one bed. You're they're right. fully in one fucking bed and it looks like a like a double bed maybe i said bunked because there's no they don't really allude to any any nighttime smash town that might have happened and or pinky uh some nighttime clobbering but it's otherwise a pretty (laughs) intimate scene they're like no at nighttime it's slobbering time they're a not oh oh god (laughs) (laughs) they're like a lot sweeter to each other than normal and have like bathroom banter and it's like <laughs> yeah and like the thing is asking the uh, fucking johnny storm about like oh what do you do for like an itchy tongue and he's like sticking Which his tongue out of the mirror has this, yeah it has this also weird truthiness to it right where it's like <laughs> they <laughs> you know ben's not mean behind closed doors like, yes. i don't know i don't get why you're so mean to me in front of the others oh my god i know i know <laughs> Ironically, though, their their relationship in this in this like two pages is such a better, more healthy relationship than any of the hetero ones we've been introduced to in the Fantastic Four, Mm -hmm. which are all pretty awful. (laughs) Yeah, there is a line that Reed drops today, which is wives should be kissed and not heard. Oh, well, that's after that weird spouse abuse page. That's yeah, (laughs) I think they're super shame. They're super powered, so you can you can use a little bit of allegory here. But she's trying to storm off, and he like full blown uses his fantastic power to like stop her. And it was to, yeah to for, coil her up like to a coil snake her in up. His it was arms. quite off putting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And like it's played for like oh they've made up and oh they're so cute to each other and like yeah. But <laughs> the actions on the page and the text they're saying. Yeah. I yeah, you know, you could you could excuse it away. She would use her force field if she wanted to, but it it, it reading it was not pleasant. <laughs> no. No, no, no. No, not at all. Ugh. But yeah, so Ronan, if you guys have seen the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, the the first one, uh and or the Captain Marvel movie, uh he is in those. He is uh what's the what's the actor's name? Shit. Oh, Lee Lee Pace. Lee Pace, yes. Lee Pace plays Ronan in those movies. 
I, it's a bit of a different take than this original version that we're seeing. Um, I think. And I mean, I think the Cree on the whole are a little bit different in the in the movies, or at least in maybe modern canon than they are now in the '60s. But uh, they do this annoying thing. I mean, it's hard because it's annoying if you have to explain it too. If your name is a word, and they just like I went through watching both of those movies. Um, not by the time I saw Captain Marvel, I knew this, but uh, I I went through assuming his name was Ronan, like a Ronan, oh, like, like a title, like like a like wandering a word, samurai, like the word Ronan, yeah, and, <laughs> and not just an invented space name. Um, I don't know. His character doesn't do much for me. This this issue, this issue doesn't do much for me. They just no, kind of fight he's, him. He's boring, uh, especially because he's kind of villainous. If he was like kind of truly very neutral, that might be kind of an interesting because he does. He's supposed to be this space judge, but mm-hmm. he's not really acting like a judge. He's kind of acting more like a psycho. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he just shows out. He shows up. He's got this thing called a universal weapon, which looks like a big hammer with a vagina drawn on it. <laughs> and... <laughs> I mean, I'm see, I fucking look it up. It's super weird. Uh, but uh, he means look up the hammer, everybody. He means look yeah, up the hammer. <laughs> you can look well, up vaginas too. It's your life. Yeah, if you don't know what to, if you don't know what one looks like, it's fine. Yeah, Google the one you haven't seen before and just put two and two together. <laughs> oh, if you're reading along with us, you probably don't know what one looks like. You should look it up. Ooh, yeah, boom. take oh, that, nerds. Oh, boom, that's nerds. a self dunk. <laughs> Yeah, so that issue's nothing. Uh, it just introduces Ronan the Accuser, and for us, it introduces the plot line that uh, the Fantastic Four destroyed the Kree Sentry robot, and they're not pleased about it. And then they rebuff Ronan, too. Uh, and so now they must be really, really upset. Uh, but for this Fantastic Four annual that we read, annual number five, uh, it's a big diversion. I couldn't decide whether or not I liked this. I like the Inhuman stuff. <laughs> I didn't yeah, like the it. And it's always fun to see them. That, as a rule, I tend to not like the annuals. They're just too long, and they're doing a they're doing a you know, eighteen to twenty page story in fifty pages. I guess this wasn't fifty. It was I think it stopped at thirty or forty. Thirty. This something was more on. like thirty some. Like, yeah. What's the, yeah. What What was the like driving force behind doing the annuals though? Like, why were they like you know what we they they sell well and they're and they're usually pretty. Um, myth light they're an easy entry point to just kind of see in there and there i think they're the they're only like a dollar more or at some sort of price point they're price per page they're a good deal yeah and so you know usually an annual stuff in several stories sometimes annuals they'll have reprints of popular stories that maybe you missed when they were first on shelves so they there's any number of ways that they try and shove stuff in and make value but generally yeah i'm kind of with you rory i don't i don't love them uh, this one introduces a villain named Psycho Man, who seems like he's from the quantum realm before they've established the quantum realm officially. Uh, he's like a tiny man who pilots a giant suit, like a tiny galaxy. Oh, I didn't. G- I thought that he had enlarged. Is the Psycho Man a suit? Yeah, Psycho Man's like a robot suit. I totally missed that. I didn't. And I thought I knew Adam sized was Adam sized, but I just thought he had gotten bigger. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of a reverse uh, Ant-Man situation. No. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of an interesting thing. Again, these annuals are excuses to do team ups. Right. And so this is the Fantastic Four, the Inhumans, all of them and Black Panther. And they're all fighting Psycho Man, who has a gun that can give you fear, doubt or hate with very large, helpful labeled buttons on it, (laughs) (laughs) which I really appreciated. Uh, no no chance of hitting the wrong one because these it's like you know three by five index cards that say fear and then we also learn sue is pregnant in this one and so i don't know i don't know how quickly that plot is gonna happen when they get birth to franklin they when she gives birth to i think franklin hang on wait does their baby have superpowers they have superpowered baby down down the line yeah I think Franklin is actually uh, my my understanding of Franklin Richards, if that is his name, and if I'm putting these pieces of information that I half know together correctly, I think he's like too powerful. I think they like oh, have to yeah. deal they, with it. They and they and they deal with it in consistently annoyingly bad ways. He was just kind of he was just on sort of some of the front pages of some some chatter recently for a really dumb idea they've done. He's very powerful. 
what else about this annual? Is there anything you guys want to talk about? There's kind of, there's nah, kind of not really. They <laughs> did you read? Did were we supposed to read the stand? And I read uh, it. it. It's it, it's it was fun to read. I don't know how to characterize it for the podcast in a way, but yeah, yeah. there's a little, I don't know, little, five page little side story, little five page story with Jack and Stan kind of in. I don't know, sort of, it's the story sort of phasing in and out of their imaginations, and it's yeah. cut into, it's, it's neat, it's a neat little five-page thing, uh-huh. but the takeaway from it is fairly low, I don't, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're just dressed up as all the characters. They're just like, dressing whatever. up as their characters and running around, and uh, <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot of, I guess a lot of businessy gags, like about the, about Marvel Comics, that was, mm-hmm. I, I think, more for them than any reader, but it's kind of <laughs> yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, and then, mm-hmm. and then there was a, uh. Then there was a, sur- a Silver Surfer story with Quasimodo. Uh, oh, oh, wait, yeah. wait, hang on, wait. I really, I actually like that a lot. It was kind of yeah. cool. Hang there on. was some, there was some interesting stuff going on. This, this reference is a story I think that we, we did not, in an issue of something that we did not read. Uh, oh, the introduction met, of Quasimodo. I, I think it may have been the annual four that we skipped because we were feeling way too much. <laughs> fucking Fantastic Four. So Quasimodo is this. Uh, for some reason, he's. Uh, ugly which i say for some reason because he's a he's just a machine he's a so, but he has been given a face and the face is ugly and he's sort of <laughs> tormented by his unnecessary ugliness mm-hmm. and it's silly but believable he's like why did i why did my creator make me fucking hideous well, like, I, I, could I don't remember because we didn't read the issue i want to say maybe quasimodo was a guy and then the his master trapped him in a computer yeah, uh, he like, or like his soul mer- in a computer him with a computer or whatever yeah, so yeah, like he was originally he, ugly, and he stayed ugly even as a computer program. <laughs> uh, that that could very much be. I and uh, and I don't doubt it. Except from a, from the my perspective as a reader who didn't see that, it was more interesting the other way. Only because Silver Surfer meets him, and Quasimodo believes he was a person, and mm-hmm. Silver Surfer can tell he's not a person. And I liked that more. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So so Silver Surfer with his you know, infinite energy conversion transforms him into uh, basically a robot. He's sort of, it's, but it's kind of a bio, it's kind of a fleshy, muscly suit shape. Yeah. But he's made, he's still a computer. Same. And, and Quasimodo still trapped in. <laughs> <laughs> Which was kind of interesting. And he's still ugly. And now he also has this hulking King Kong body. <laughs> Same. Wait, but hang on, wait. So I, it amazes me that this was still written by, Stan and by Stanley and Jack Kirby. Yeah. Because it, the writing was really good. You could kind of tell they were flexing what they can do when they're not intentionally writing for kids. I mean that because yeah, the writing is very good. The shape of the story makes, uh, is is really tight. And they ended on that fancy Feeny. The 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 Italian for fit for Elfine or. Oh, 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 they did. Yes. That's right. So I think they're kind of showing off that they actually can write stories if they want to. It's kind of uh, uh huh. That's probably why they spin Silver Surfer off into his own like you know intense comic, the you know a longer form quarterly comic because they're mm-hmm. like actually this is a lot of fun to do. Yeah. So Silver Surfer has this reckoning with the fact that Quasimodo is he kind of created him and he's responsible for him. Yeah. And uh, so at the end he's turned into a clock. He's returned to a, a machine. Quasimodo is now a clock, like a gargoyle clock. Yeah, I love I love Silver Surfer's reckoning with it, where he's like, "Man, I keep trying to help, but like, I just do not get human stuff." Yet. I'm an alien with no idea what's going on here, and I keep fucking it up. Yeah, <laughs> I stick my hand in things, and I just make it worse no matter what I do because I don't fundamentally understand people. I don't get it yet, and there's, that's really cool. And it's cool that he's like he knows it. Though, though he does make an incredibly bold claim in one of the panels where he says, in all the universe, only here do wanton beings slay innocent creatures in the name of sport. It's like, are you telling me there's nowhere else in the galaxy where people hunt? Oh, we do know for sure that they that's not true. But yeah, <laughs> that's so but, not true. Silver think, Surfer. Yes, of course. Uh, he should have just said on the planet. Yes. Because that's obviously what he's what he's going for, because in real life, in real human life, we've not discovered other aliens. So, right. <laughs> but he's, he's commenting on humans. Yeah. But exactly. of course, that's not true. No. Tigers and hippos also kill for sport. Yeah. <laughs> Just on this planet, there's other beings that do it. Come on, surfer. Ugh. 
but no, that was a really cool issue. And and it was like what eight pages or less? Like yeah, the yeah. things that they can do when so they tight. try in a very small package. Like damn, it's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now let's talk about my boy uh, Marvel because. I, and I'm not trying to imply that I love Marvel. I don't love Captain Marvel in his original orientation, but it is a fun change for me. I love immediately the Flash Gordon vibe that this like art gives. Uh, it's yeah. a different artist than we are really used to. It's Gene Colan for this title right now on Marvel Superheroes. And it's just really fun. The way he draws it is just like super classic throwback, like, you know, hunky well, guy I with think, a laser gun. Like, yeah. But this is also this is close to how we've seen the other um, non or not non titled, but you know they're not named after the character that they're portraying. Mm-hmm. What was this one called? Super. This is Marvel superheroes. Marvel superheroes, and we've read other ones that are kind of a a, a generic brand, right? Yeah, like a tryout stage with like multiple stories. But don't they all seem to have a similar? They've got less money going into the art. Oh yeah, probably. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, this one we've got Marvel. It's kind of it's kind of cool the way we're dropped right into the middle of this story. Marvel, who we just met, uh and his uh commanding officer Jan Rog, uh don't have a good relationship because Jan Rog wants to be Mr. Steelio girl uh, with M- Captain Marvel's girlfriend Una, and he to to get Marvel out of the picture, he has sent Marvel on a essentially what he believes to be and is going to ensure is a suicide mission to Earth to follow up on the Ronin plotline because, you know, they still need to punish the Fantastic Four for destroying the Sentry. Uh, and so he's been sent down there, and they're going to fuck with him while he's down there and try and make him not come back alive. And it's a cool it's a cool way to start. Like, there's immediately stakes. Uh, we immediately kind of understand some relationships and, like, why it's dire that he's down here. He can't even breathe the atmosphere. He's got to drink this breathing potion every hour. <laughs> I don't know. I I was really I was really into the the initial story here. Does he have enough to keep drinking it every hour? Or so it... they've sort of hand waved that he he gets an from what we've seen on the page. If he's got some supply of potion in that giant bag of his, that's a possibility. The other one is that the potion is long lasting, but he still needs to put his helmet on it once an hour. Yeah, oh. it's hard to it's hard to say exactly. They don't care that we follow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they mostly just want to explain away how a alien is going to breathe through his atmosphere. He's and got they a don't potion re- or some shit, and he's going to drink it every hour. <laughs> yeah. They don't really want to deal with it again, but I'm sure whenever a villain kind of needs some leg up, you know? Yeah, they'll uh, invoke they'll, it. They'll invoke yeah. some reason why he can't put his helmet on and ha- or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or they've stolen my breathing potions. <laughs> <laughs> Always a fucking potion with this guy. Oh, God. I love potions. <laughs> I don't even care. I don't even care. Potions are hilarious. Um, so, yeah, when he, he arrives, he accidentally fucks up a military missile launch uh, and then steals the identity of a of a soldier, of a pilot, when Jan Rog tries to blast him from space with a laser and a plane gets in the way and the plane crashes and he's like, oh, shit, this human died and it was my fault, kind of. So, damn it. Yeah, it's, it's way too um, plot convenient, but it... It was always going to be something like that. To, yeah. To, he needs a human identity, so, so, so some Dr. test pilot had to Dr. go. Dr. Walter Lawson is uh, is his name, and he works at this military base. And uh, it turns out that it's the same base where they're keeping the uh, seemingly dead body of the robot sentry that the Fantastic Four beat up, and they're studying it. You know, also, they there's an interesting explanation for all of the very convenient... Uh, superpowers, super cosmic powers, having a um, interest in Earth that is introduced kind of as a throwaway here in in Captain Marvel. One of them notes how sort of inferior humans are to the mighty Kree and their other sort of uh, cosmic forces, but they are actually surprised at how quickly Earth is advancing for its primitive state. And they're like, Oh shit! This could you know this could be an issue if we're not away you know taking yeah. measures. Mm-hmm. And I I like that just that lip service to why aliens give a shit. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So yeah, I don't know. I really liked I liked these two issues. We are going to be spending some time with uh, with Marvel in the in the very near future. So uh, hopefully hopefully you're into it. 
Oh, and uh, lest we forget, we meet Carol Danvers. This is the first uh, Marvel Super Heroes 13 is the first appearance of Carol Danvers, who later on becomes Ms. Marvel. And then in the last decade, she has become Captain Marvel. Uh, officially. Was she Ms. And Marvel that long? I thought she took over Captain Marvel much earlier. No, Captain Marvel, I want to say it was like 2012 when she took the mantle of Captain Marvel. She was Miss Marvel when when um, I thought she was Captain Marvel when uh, when Rogue eats her eats her powers. No, she was Miss Marvel, Ms. and then Marvel. she becomes, okay. Okay. and then later after that, she becomes Photon. I think we're gonna read that, which I'm excited. But yeah, so no, she was Miss Marvel for quite some time, uh, and then there were there were other Captain Marvels. Uh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert for Shane and anyone listening: Captain Marvel does die. Oh no! Why? Well, how do you? Because he has to turn into Brie Larson. You know, <laughs> you know this. You didn't see Brie Larson on the pages we just read. I mean, in my head, I saw Brie Larson. <laughs> well, okay, but in my head, I always see Brie Larson. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. So uh, he's a handsome older gentleman. Yeah, but aside from these are pretty well written, but. Um, Plot-wise, we don't get too much. Oh, he does. The Sentry wakes up as the the scientists right. have been uh, studying it. And I think we're probably walking away from it, but I don't. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to continue this particular plot line. I didn't love that just because the whole thing we've been reading before was like the fan, the whole reason Ronan showed up was because of this destroyed Sentry, and now the Sentry seems totally yeah, it seems fine. fine. He's self repairing. <laughs> Why was it a problem? They busted him. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> Whoa, what's this? We interrupted your episode for something. It must be incredibly important. Oh my gosh. Uh, we have a few messages. It's the new year. We are trying to let you know about the various ways that you can support us and what we're doing here. You can come and hang out with us. You can yell at us. You can do any of the various ways that you would maybe want to interact with us uh, because we just haven't really talked about it much on this podcast yet. So we wanted to have a little chat. We have a Patreon. Most first and foremost, we have a Patreon. It supports this show and our other show, Saturday Morning Tuesdays, which is also a fun thing that you should check out if you haven't already done. We've been doing that one for like three years, and Rory and I and uh, our friend Austin spend every week watching really strange cartoons from our childhood and from the decades before our childhood, just kind of trying to tease out the tastiest morsels from eras where <laughs> cartoons were strange and kids watched them anyway. And because we've added our new show, The Infinite Backlog, Shane, our newest friend in the SMT Podcast family, you, uh, we had you come up with, uh, with a new thing to do for, for patrons at a new tier. Why don't you tell us what you're up to? I did. Hello. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so every month, if you join the tier of mine, which is called... <laughs> Shane's Unfunny Postcard Tier. <laughs> <laughs> the, un, the Unfunny Postcard Tier. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Once a month, we're going to do a live stream where we draw a postcard and we have both a digital option or a real life printed option, depending on which tier in Patreon you choose. And you can either receive that postcard digitally or in real life. I'll mail it to you like in yeah. real, real life. <laughs> like, like physical media. We're going back yeah. in time for this. And I mean, I mean, and the postcards will be any any kind of theme. Um, maybe sometimes we'll let patrons vote on it, but we'll we'll see what happens. He's gonna do it live on our uh, Shane and I stream on Twitch on a on a Twitch channel called Shandy Town, uh, which I'll link in the episode notes. There'll be links for everything I'm talking about here in the show notes, so just you can it's easy. Go check that out. Uh, but we'll stream it live there, and we'll be like we'll be sure to let you know when that's happening. And hey. Where am I going to let you know? Well, we have socials, of course, because everyone and their dog has socials. But I know how much people hate Facebook and Twitter is a cesspool and Instagram is nothing. And we're not doing any of the other. But we don't have a TikTok because we're not 12. Uh, so we have a discord like all, uh, <laughs> I guess, adults do now. Adult nerds have discords. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think it'd be fun if it became sort of a uh, more of a place where people came and hung out with us and shit posted at us and sent us memes and whatever. We do have all well, we do have all those other things also. So don't don't discount <laughs> yes. them. No, no, those so, aren't real. So in in terms of what you should follow us on, number one, Discord. Number two, Twitter. And the Everything other ones maybe, credit. I guess, if you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Some are reading for the other ones. Regardless, we're trying to make stuff happen. And if there's ideas that you have about what we should be up to or things that would be fun, you should let us know on the Discord. But yeah, my, my last thing would be to, if you're one of the iTunes people, make sure you give us a, a rating on there because that has some sort of measured effect at some point when enough people rate us. We might show up on some lists. So yeah, uh, yeah. with that, I will chuck you back to the rest of the episode. Thank you for bearing with us. We love you. Oh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do love you. <laughs> Uh, maybe time to shuffle on over to a fuck Mary kill. Yeah. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Step welcome into my parlor. Yeah, welcome to our favorite bit, fuck Mary kill, where you have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is the one. <laughs> um, it's still funny. So t- I'll let you know as soon as it's not. <laughs> it's gonna be funny forever. Don't worry. That's that is the official like brand. That is the official (laughs) brand of Fuck, Marry, Kill. Okay, so for today's Fuck, Marry, Kill, we're again kind of going into the negative zone. We're going into the purple dimension. Um, (laughs) I want to take our attention back to the Fantastic Four annual. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about our friend Psycho Man. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, Psycho Man's on board. Yep, 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 yep. Psycho Man on board in your brain? Yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. So the fuck, the fuck, Mary kill for you this week is fear, doubt, and hate. <gasps> oh, oh wow. shit! Oh, the, it, now we've we've transcended so many things, <laughs> and we've jumped to abstract. I was hoping. I was now. yeah. I was hoping to talk about how you know if Psycho Man can you know give you can give you pleasure if pleasure is on the gun. Oh, because he's atom size, so he can go up your butt. <laughs> well, whatever. However, the gun works. <laughs> But listen, Marvel, the Marvel stands have a lot to say about tiny things going up bad guys' butts. Okay? He does have yes. such a funny line yes, about they like, do. I'm a master of all emotions, and yet the one I've never understood is pity. Is pity. pity. Exactly. <laughs> and then he fucking ices a dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. So let's, let's travel. Let's travel to the subatomic level. And let's. Wow. We're going to talk about. And hate. Getting shot by this gun, this triple ray gun. Ah. And hang on, wait. You also have to talk about. I think. I think it would be. It would play into it very well if you talk about what images appear when oh, you are hit I've with one mine. of those rays. I've got mine. Oh my god. Okay. Where are you go first? Okay. I think. I think you kill fear. Okay. Okay. I don't know about what images. You want me to do a Rorschach test on what the word fear invokes? Is that no, what you no, were no, asking? no, no. Because so, like in in the comic, whenever he shot everybody with like the fear gun, oh, a big what monster is like what is their fear? Right? What is their fear monster? Yeah, yeah. They all saw spooky. They all saw spooky poops. That's <laughs> that's the only one I really care about is the fear one. Let's talk about the fear one. You don't have yeah. to tell me for the yeah. doubt or for the hate. I don't care about those. I care about the fear. I'm not sure. I've. I'm not sure. I've got the self awareness to describe my fear monster. <laughs> uh, I actually I like that answer. It's valid to me. That feels real. Yeah, that's acceptable. Uh, then you fuck hate. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that seems yeah, pretty. Yeah, okay. That one seems pretty. Yeah. Once you've said, it, you're like, oh yeah, that's for sure the one you fuck. Mm-hmm. And I was I was on the fence if I'd yeah. rather which one I would rather kill, doubt or fear. But I came to it because I think I'd rather be married to doubt than fear. That seems a little toxic, a little mm-hmm. less toxic. There's all kinds of reasons you might doubt yeah. your marriage, but you don't really want to fear it. Right, oh, right. Okay. Interesting. All right, all right. Yeah, none of these are particularly positive emotions, so I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, you just got to make some choices. If I got to see my fear monster and it was hot, we could talk about it. We could maybe swap it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I, don't know that I've got a, I don't know that I've got a sexy fear monster, and I... The doubt, the doubt in me says it probably isn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if I have a sexy fear monster. In me. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what I would do here. I want to say Roy's reasoning. Roy's reasoning has has swayed me a little bit on the marry choice. I'm torn on the kill choice. So I think I would also marry doubt, but specifically because I think doubt is healthy in a lot of ways. Sure, uh, you know. In the right amounts. I think there's, yeah, there's there's good reasons to have doubt. 
uh, if we're talking about these concepts, I would potentially kill hate and fuck fear because fear <laughs> yeah, keeps me safe. Right. 50, okay. 50 Shades of Andy. <laughs> 50 Shades of Andy. <laughs> Dorian Grandy. <laughs> Dorian Gray is a very different person than Christian Gray from the books. <laughs> Dorian Gray is the painting man. He's the painting. He's the man. <laughs> What? What are we talking about? So, <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, I I think I think that fear, while also potentially sexual, is, it could be a, a thing that could happen there, right? People people get hot during scary movies. I think that's valid. Yeah, when I'm scared of things, I stay away from them, like jumping off buildings and stuff. And I I, I kind of my my absurdly cautious nature wants to keep fear around, at least in some capacity. So that's my answer. Okay, Shane. I think I also fuck hate. Obviously. Yeah, baby. Uh, obviously. <laughs> I think I kill doubt and I marry fear because. Okay. What They talk about the only way to overcome fear is to face it head on, right? Fear is the mind killer. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Dune reference. I feel like I want to get out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I want to I want to marry the fear because one day I will overcome it and it will no longer be a fear. All right. I fuck with that. that count? Yeah, that count? I think I think I went a little less abstract than you guys. Like I didn't talk about my relationship with that emotion specifically, but how it might be manifested. So well, in, you, in your brain, they were like girls. They were girls wearing like a belt that said a word. Yeah, it was a girl with a with a with a, a very fuckable girl with a belt that said hate on it, and you just got to yeah. do what you got to do. <laughs> oh, God, I know, I know, the word fuckable has just become a joke with us, but some, sometimes, sometimes I hear the, the phrase "a very fuckable girl," and I just feel gross. As no, you should. It's not limited to women. No, it's not in any way. No, this one got really uh, intense, Shane. This was yeah, like a really heady was, conversation that you've brought to us. Thank you. This is a, is a bit, you know, but less, less, less funny. So someone tell us a joke. Yes, clowns. Tell us a joke. Dance monkeys. That's, that's, uh, that's Rory. Rory, tell me a joke. Uh, okay. So um, what do you get when, uh, what do you get when a goose asks you for a cigarette? What? Uh, well, I don't know. Do you give him the cigarette? Uh, yeah. Okay, we're role-playing now. I give the goose my cigarette. <laughs> no, what do you get when a goose asks you for a cigarette? You, you, you give him the cigarette. Well, you go to jail, because that's illegal. <laughs> that's nothing! I know. Well, that's what happens when you have, you have to make up a joke on the spot. Put this evil on me. Jokes are hard. I loved you it. You make up a joke. I loved it. <laughs> no, it was a good joke, Rory. You did a, it you did a good, good joke. You did a good joke for the new year. Happy 2021, everybody. Happy 2021. Yeah, happy 2021. With yeah. the, the world is good again. <laughs> it, just like that, we flipped a switch and the world is good again. <laughs> we did flip a switch in November. We flipped that mm, switch. Yes, we did. We flipped that switch. We, when we read the, uh, the annual, we mentioned that there was a, uh, that little story about Jack and Stan. Uh, Jack Kirby, I think, wrote that story. And I'm going to use a quote from him in the sign-off today. So in the words of Jack Kirby, thanks for listening to our little itty bitty ribby tickle Jim cracky little laugh getter of a podcast. Whoa, Nelly. <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 Bye.